I'm Tara. And I'm Austin. And we are a married couple covering all 24 of the Hallmark Christmas movies this season. Uh, what have we gotten ourselves into? Yeah, um, I'm pretty excited because I've been watching Hallmark Christmas movies for years, and I finally got Tara to jump on the bandwagon with me. Yeah, I am not as excited, but when I said I will do it if we can make it into a podcast so I could snark till kingdom come about these movies, that's going to be the thing that makes us both happy this Christmas season. Because part of the love of these Hallmark Christmas movies is just how good and bad they are at the same time. So please join us in our Hallmark holiday adventure (laughs) as we learn the true meaning of Christmas over and over and over again. (laughs) 24 times. Maybe more. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. (laughs) So our movie this week is Picture a Perfect Christmas. Well, I say this week. There's usually multiple a week. This is one of several from last week, actually. And we have it queued up on our TV ready to watch. But before we watch the movie, we do like to give a prediction for what we think is going to happen in the movie. So we'll start with the blurb. They give you like one sentence. What does it say? That it this says about? a photographer re- returns home to take care of her grandmother and gets involved with helping a neighbor look after his young nephew. Mm. All right, so we got to break down and predict what's going to happen in a picture perfect picture a perfect Christmas. <laughs> Are we just going to accidentally call it picture perfect? Probably cuz maybe that should have been the other title. <laughs> uh, uh, it's definitely about cameras, right? She's a photographer, so she's going to be taking lots of pictures. So I'm actually going to jump to the end and say this movie ends with them taking a photo of the family like the girl and her new boyfriend and there's apparently a nephew involved grandma all in the photo and then it's like the snapshot oh yeah i definitely think that that is a hundred percent going to be the ending of this is uh in front of the fireplace oh yeah like (laughs) gathered round the new family a picture perfect christmas if you will because we can now picture a perfect Christmas. <laughs> um, I also think that this is going to be, so our f- female lead is going to be our photographer. She's probably in the big city. She's uh, only behind the lens. She's never actually the one who does anything. And so I think that through this movie, she will learn the joy of stepping out from behind the camera and experiencing Aww. life, not just documenting That's others' so lives. sweet. Yeah, it's Hallmark. It's always sweet. <laughs> Well, the other thing, you know, we have just one sentence, but there's so much to work from here. So we have a grandma and we have a nephew. And anytime you have a child, it's always a precocious child. And anytime you have a grandma, it's a sassy grandma. So I think those two will combine their forces to make this couple fall in love. Sassy grandma is going to be orchestrating, precocious child. Um, I mean, that's a, I think that's a trope at this point. Oh, so. absolutely. And I think that since they're going, she, it's clear she's like going back home and she's going to reunite with like a childhood best friend right. who's the neighbor, yeah. but he's all grown up and he's handsome now as he's ever. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to be the, the 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 young nephew and grandma are going to be the ones that push them together. You know, they're going to co-conspire to have them to come together. Rekindle their love. Yeah, that's exactly what I think is going to happen. Well, I guess we should find out if that is what happens. So. We got the popcorn ready. I've got my string cheese because <laughs> that's, that's our how movie I snack. watch movies. <laughs> we will be back at you in two hours because these movies are all two hours. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) To tell you if we were right. Two hours later. And we are back. We have watched this delightful movie, Picture Perfect Christmas. And we are here to tell you if we made the correct predictions. But we are going to start with a summary. And it is Austin's turn this time. I had to go first before, but... And as we mentioned last time, we are not uh, brief. In our, <laughs> when we, we, we do not err on the side of brevity. Right. We definitely are long-winded. So, so this is a challenge. Avoid telling them just the whole line-by-line oh, okay. plot of the movie. Well, you then let to, me... You need to maybe keep this to, like... Two, three minutes. Okay. Well, if this is under 10 minutes, it'll be a success. We will just edit it out. (laughs) Okay. So here is the basicest plot breakdown that I can do uh, because this is my skill set. All right. Uh, We open up in San Francisco where we meet Sophie. She's a successful San San Francisco-based photographer. Uh, She's looking. She's just wrapping up her last Christmas gig. It's a few days before the holidays. She calls her agent and says, hey, can I get any other work? Agent says no. So she is now all of a sudden free for the holiday. So she turns to her boyfriend, Brent, who is also a photographer. But surprise, Brent did book a gig. So Brent is not going to be available. So she's like, what am I going to do? She looks finally at a photo, sees her grandma, goes, right, I have family. I should call them. Calls her grandma. Oh, no, her grandma's hurt her foot. I'm going to go home and take care of her. So she heads back to Brainbridge. Bainbridge Island. (laughs) Brainbridge. (laughs) Bainbridge Island to take care of her grandma and spend the holidays there. We see that there is a new neighbor that's moved into town. They've been there for about three years. Uncle David, who takes care of his nephew, Troy. He is the guardian of Troy because Troy lost his parents in a car accident three years ago. Um, Surprise, he needs a nanny because Troy is a successful businessman. He's an app developer and he's got to come up with his next big idea for a board meeting. So he's hiring nannies at a nanny service agency and mixes up that Sophia might be one of those women from the agency. She's not. Ha 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 ha. Everyone (laughs) (laughs) enjoys being insulted by how successful they are in their lives. And then... She ends up actually being the nanny, but for free. So that works out for everybody. They end up doing lots of Christmas activities all across the town. They do ice skating. They go to a tree farm. Troy drinks a lot of hot chocolate to the point where I think it might be, like, unsafe for him to continue to do so. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, Brent was following a band. And this is Sophie's boyfriend. He comes over to say, hey, I'm nearby. I wanted to say hello. Sees the chemistry that's going on between David and... Sophie and is like hey what's up and she's like well we never see each other our schedules don't align so maybe we should just break up anyway so they do and then she's questioning her whole life of like should I continue I want a life I want to be a successful photographer and through the magic of Christmas and love she she also she gets the next big gig that she was hoping for that's in the Alps right after Christmas and gets to have the love interest of David the There's a little few extra things in there, but that was good. Once in quite two hours, but you know, you got there. So, were we right? Did we hit all of our plot points that we thought were going to happen? Well, definitely cameras are involved. She's a photographer, he's a photographer. She takes a lot of photos. Um, That's pretty. I will say, obviously, like the photography was kind of easy. The part that I think I missed was that the photography was definitely an important part of her life. And she was, like, 
the photography brought joy because she likes connecting people mm-hmm. to like experience and other people who may not get that. So she was taking photos all throughout this film. Right. Um, and she never, she was in it and behind it. Right. She wasn't like, oh, I only go behind the camera. I don't live my life. She was living her life just in a different way. Absolutely. So. I think also you were hoping for a precocious child and a sassy grandma, and we got like a decent, interesting <laughs> child and a meddling grandma. Right. More <laughs> of like, there's a little bit of grandma magic, but. She makes it pretty clear at the beginning, and Sophie's like, Grandma, you are doing this. Can you please step out of the way a yeah. little bit? So it's not the climactic scene at the end where Grandma and Nephew bring them together, but they are definitely on a lower level Yeah, there. They're meddling. They're definitely a cute dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Troy really appreciates the Grandma, and they do spend a lot of time together. And even at some point, David and Sophie call out her for trying to, like, play amateur matchmaker. Right, and right. So, it's addressed relatively early in yeah. the movie that that's happening. Um, it does not also end with a photo being taken. Which, I They stood at the window. They were there. They were posed. And I was like, yes, we're going to get the photo. And it wasn't. They are just standing in front of the window in a pose. And it's it was such a missed opportunity because... Throughout the movie, you see, like, them doing things, Sophie taking a picture of it, and then we see the picture Sophie took. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like that was also how it should have ended. Did right. they just give up at the end? I don't know. Yeah. And I was also wrong about um, the neighbor being the childhood French. This is yeah. a stranger. She's never met him before. So, really, I didn't get a lot of my predictions right. I got the photography, but it was called Picture of Perfect Christmas, and I'm pretty sure that was in the description. So, <laughs> I'm not really going to give myself a win there. Half a win for Sassy Grandma and Precocious child. I mean, I think we're always going to get about 70% of the plot correct because it's like, oh, look, it's Christmas and two people fell in love. And we found joy, <laughs> and we discovered the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah. yeah so... <laughs> For what that's worth. So we always have a passing grade with our predictions. <laughs> so was this title a good title? Picture a perfect Christmas. Does it deserve the title that it's given? I mean, I think it clearly um, connected with our weeds career path. But at the same time, it it felt like the ending should have had a photo. And then I would have bought that. that like it would have come full circle. Mm-hmm. I do feel like. I don't know. I, I guess it, for me it was like it's a such a hard title to say because I want it to be like Picture Perfect Christmas, mm-hmm. which I feel like... It's probably already been taken. Someone's already probably you know written what? that I'm, movie. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll have to review that at a different <laughs> date then. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just... I So let me say this. I actually enjoyed this movie. Yeah. It was the first one that we've watched where the acting was really was, good. And from maybe it was because we came off of Kelly Pickler <laughs> for this one. It was like, oh, the bar is so low. So anybody's acting will be a, a, a great job in comparison. And yeah. I, and also I enjoyed how they utilized the like boyfriend and exes Mm -hmm. i didn't take the path that i thought it would a couple of times and i actually really enjoyed that Mm -hmm. so yeah i think the acting was really strong i felt the chemistry between them even though i found the leading man to look like a guy from a rogaine ad (laughs) so he just didn't have a lot of hair (laughs) he just didn't have the charm i was looking for but our lead um sophie was really strong and she really carried the whole movie right and i think troy was pretty good too the kid was cute. Uh, Grandma was okay. I do think Sophie was good 
we have to put the asterisk of for a Hallmark movie. Oh, yeah. She wouldn't be a leading lady even in, like, a national sitcom or, like, like a actual movie theater movie. But she, her acting was not distracting. She did kind of, it was a little vanilla beige, but I think that's everything on the Hallmark <laughs> channel, as I understand, so... And this is not offensive. Yeah, yeah you, you were like, this is just so beige. And I was like, um, yeah, that's a hallmark. And I want it to be beige all year round. <laughs> so, yeah, for that, I, I, I appreciated her acting. I appreciated that it wasn't Kelly Pickler. For the movie title for Picture Perfect Christmas, I think if, if you had a bunch of movies, this wouldn't be the top one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was okay. It was kind of what I expected. Uh, but I also thought it wasn't really a perfect Christmas. There's a lot of conflict. And when you're scrambling to get together, you go to the airport and then you have to turn around. And, you know, there's a lot of moments that could be your perfect Christmas that are lost in all of that falling in love conflict that has to go on. So I do think it's a little bit of a um, romanticiz- romanticization <laughs> of because I fell in love it was perfect ignoring all of the things that happened before that but that's just me I mean I think it's because this title isn't one that like wins my heart to begin with and there was nothing overly upsetting about how this story was told or the way it was portrayed that made me feel like it wasn't deserving of the title right. so if we had to rename this movie to a perfect title <laughs> what would you think you'd call it a Bainbridge Island Christmas. <laughs> Ooh, that makes it sound tropical. But then I realized that's actually near Seattle. <laughs> right. I had to look. I had to do some geography exploration for this. Um, Bainbridge Island is next to Seattle, so I don't know. Maybe something with Bainbridge Island. And, and looks like Bainbridge Island is a pretty wealthy place. These are some of those um, new craftsman style houses. They're also building them a lot where we are, and it looks like. You've got all the granite countertops. Everything looks like a a new build. So this is not the quaint small town Christmas by any means. So I don't know that you would name it after Bainbridge Island is is your (laughs) nod to the quaint small town Christmas at all. But um, that's what I would name it. Yeah. And I would say if it's not taken already, picture perfect Christmas would would have probably been the title I would have gone with for it. So the plot of this movie, what are some of the other details that we want to go over? I really rushed through because I was getting too long-winded in our synopsis. (laughs) So I think like the conflict that gets set up is, you know, she, this is, she's clearly not at the beginning of her career, but she's not at the top of her Mm -hmm. career. So she's on her way to being a really like in high demand photographer. And so the conflict is, does she want to throw herself completely into her career like she has been? Or does she want to also have like, a home and family because her parents live in Spain. Yeah, they we were... don't see them for the entire movie. Like mom yeah. and dad aren't present at all. We don't know if there's nieces or nephews or cousins, just grandma. Yeah, and they live in Spain and they were busy doctors and that comes up that, you know, she's like, I don't know if I want to be my parents. And so she has to struggle with that and the conflict that's hanging over their heads is um, she's about to potentially book this big a ski wear account mm-hmm. that's supposed to start right after uh, the New Year's. And then she goes to the town and they all of a sudden push up the date and want her to come early, which would require her to leave town and miss Troy's big 
Can Christy we Padgett. investigate those dates a little bit? Because she was supposed to go, like, what, January 2nd or 3rd. Mm-hmm. They bumped it up a week. So there is, at the end of this movie, there's a Christmas pageant. Troy's in the Christmas pageant. She's been helping Troy get his role as fifth reindeer, reindeer number five. He has stage fright. <laughs> he has stage fright. He's, he could be so much better, but he couldn't get through his line. So he has been forced to be reindeer number five, which he is happy about. Everyone is very supportive and she really wants to be there to see it. And that is on December 23rd. Well, then she finds out that she needs to be in the Alps on December 26th. And that means that she cannot attend the pageant because her boss called her on the phone and said, well, obviously you're going to have to come home and pack and then go out to the Alps. And I that's the part I don't understand. If you're trying to balance enough to where you either, the, the choice is to miss the pageant or to not take this job or to say, no, I can't be there that day and hope that the job will push it back for you, which is really the conflict that she has. I don't understand why she can't just get on the plane in Seattle on the 24th and fly to the Alps or why she couldn't go on the 24th back to San Francisco, pack up her stuff and then go on the 24th or 25th. Yeah, I was confused by the timeline because I also was confused as like, what day did she actually get into Bainbridge? Well, it must have been. So that was the same thought I had. Usually these movies start like a week or 10 days or so before Christmas. But Troy is already out of school. But then at some point they say Christmas is next week. So why is Troy not in school for what looks like most of like mid-December on? Because I don't know about other places <laughs> but we don't get out of school for christmas until like the 20th maybe because of how wealthy they are they, they are. must it's like a private school situation <laughs> i mean he did that 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 not dad he's a the uncle uncle david is is looking like he's not doing too bad for himself in terms of his yeah, finances. his app so. development must be really developing <laughs> it's 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 almost fully developed <laughs> <laughs> and he probably has the money from the deceased um mother and father of Troy too so maybe that's like supporting him in private school I don't know but that kid has taken too has much a very time. long Christmas break <laughs> too much free time right um but it was nice at the end when Troy got you know he he wanted to be that lead role but he didn't get it but then what happens at the last minute the lead is suddenly not available to go on. Like he's sick or something. Yeah, or he I kind of missed there. why he wasn't there. I don't know. Maybe there. Troy's up to no good and he's like poisoning his <laughs> lead so he can take it. But magically, Troy knows all the lines and he's able to fill in at the last minute. So he gets to still be the lead. And if you were concerned about who was going to pick up Fifth Reindeer, don't worry. The cute dog Riggs that is the grandma's <laughs> fills in his as the perfect dog is Fifth on Reindeer. The stage as a reindeer. <laughs> Um, so back to the beginning, she, she starts in San Francisco. Um, this is something I see a lot in the movies we've seen so far. Um, they really want to set up this contrast as we'll talk about over and over and over again about the big city, not being real Christmas and the small town being real Christmas. So the very beginning, you've got this family, they're in this very beautiful home. They have the, it's the artificial fireplace with the gas fire logs. They're enjoying Christmas. And then you pan out and it's, it's a set. It's San Francisco. It's a place where we don't get any snow. She's taking pictures with the camera. And so we're also kind of looking at that juxtaposition between fake Christmas and real Christmas only happens again in places where it's cold and it's small town and it snows. But my favorite thing about that entire scene, she is wearing reasonable shoes. 
you did say, oh my God, she's wearing reasonable shoes. That is like a big thing for you. It's like when women who are like professionals. She's on her feet all day, yeah. but they love to put these women like doing the kind of work where they're moving around a lot and they'll be wearing heels and some sort of like little mini dress or something. She was wearing reasonable, comfortable clothes and reasonable shoes. So. Well, my favorite part of the entire movie was the fact that it was like real snow when we move, go to Braidbridge. Like, it wasn't like all the fake Hallmark snow. There was a real snowstorm that they were able to capture. So I don't know when they filmed these, but I was so happy because I like it when there's real snow and not fake snow. <laughs> I don't know how you tell the difference. What's the difference? Well, it was actually snowing versus the like fake, like they have... The CGI snow. Because, yeah, they'll sometimes do like a CGI overlay of snow, but then they'll also have like a snow machine. Mm-hmm. But they were able to capture where you could see like, no, no, no. There was actual snow in places that they wouldn't have been able to afford to have a snow machine. <laughs> I wrote literally in my notes, I wrote when we shifted from the beginning to where she arrives in Bainbridge, I wrote, no snow, arrow, snow. That's how we know we're in the right place because the snow has arrived. Um, and then I really enjoyed their first interaction. So she gets to Bainbridge <laughs> to go see her grandma. And I think her name's Louise, right? Right. Um, uh, well, she's Mrs. Griffith or Miss yeah, Griffith. Yeah, Miss Griffith. And so Miss Griffith um, had Troy come over the other day and he left his toboggan. And so this is a little bit of scheming grandma. Right. right. Like and she was like, oh, no, this, this needs to go back. Can you just pop on over to our neighbor and drop it off? And so when she does, our favorite uh, like plot device gets utilized <laughs> where she walks in. The guy is waiting for someone from the nanny service to come. And he thinks that she is a potential nanny candidate. And so (laughs) he starts asking her very odd questions of like, so do you know CPR? Did you graduate college? And she's like, um, I have a degree in photography or whatever. And then he he writes down struggling artist. And she's like, actually struggling. And then she realizes something's up and he's just making like a complete ass of himself. And then finally he's, he catches on or she says something and it takes her far too long to realize like the first question she should have been like he's like oh you're late like no i don't even know you what what do you mean by that or like why were you expecting me because that's creepy right i don't know you (laughs) but it was like oh yeah he they were trying to settle on the name of like well, you are going to be the nanny. She's like, that's not what I am. He's like, okay, caretaker, but I don't think we're going to get Troy to go for babysitter. So what do you want to get called? And she was like, how about Louise's granddaughter? And then he was like, oh, no, I made a mistake. Yeah, and that's the kind of writing that we see in these movies. They're trying to set up a comical scene or they're trying to set up a conflict. And it's just, that's not how people really interact. She would just say, wait a second, I think you think I'm someone I'm not. And that conversation would have never happened. But it was supposed to read as very comical in a movie that these movies don't really have a lot of comedy. So that was supposed to be one of the lighter moments, I guess. Um, So he thinks that she's the nanny, but he ends up letting her still kind of be the nanny throughout the movie because she needs to watch Troy while Dave's at work working on his app. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Can we talk for a second about this? So, um, it they don't. Why is it an app? This is not the first movie (laughs) with an app. Like app development, it's like the new ad agency. I think it's a Hallmark movie job. Yeah, I'm a CEO and I make all this money because of of uh, one one app. (laughs) And so it takes. 
there's this great shot where we see him on his little iPad trying to come up with app <laughs> development we ideas. We the movie. I, mean, I was I, like, this is going to be gold. What are his app ideas? They were amazing, y'all, because we don't really know what he developed before until much later. But at this time, I'm like, okay, so what is, like, what's the kind of content that he creates in an app development? I don't know so what we, the market is for Christmas apps unless it's literally the Hallmark Christmas movie <laughs> app that you downloaded to make this. <laughs> Maybe that was the app he landed on finally. No, it's not. We'll tell you what that is shortly. But um, he has this list. And the list, I think, Tara, you wrote down some of the I names I wrote down some. Do you want to kind of share our favorite ones from the list? Oh, yeah. Okay. So my favorite one that I wrote down first was Xmas tree donations. So he's going to make an app <laughs> for donating Christmas trees. Um, I don't know who wants your Christmas. And maybe, maybe there's a whole industry for this that I am not aware of. But I'm pretty sure a Christmas tree, once it's dead, once you're done with it, first of all, nobody wants it. And second of all, it's just going to be like chopped up and recycled, be, be, become one with the earth again. So I think he might be saying that people who don't have a Christmas tree. Oh, get... <laughs> <laughs> which I think would be a more so like you can donate a Christmas tree to a family. Yeah, that, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> um, yeah, so. I liked Christmas Podcast Navigator because <laughs> that one was, like felt like it appealed to us. But the one that I just was like, where is he going with this? Which is Christmas Coupons Galore. <laughs> like, Christmas Coupons. I mean, I guess it's like any regular coupon app would have Christmas Coupons at Christmas. But okay, so I have the list here because I had to take a picture of it. Can and, I, oh yeah, tell me your other favorite one. Though. There was one more. Well, I mean, there were three more that I wrote down as being particularly funny. Um, Happy Christmas Elf. <laughs> Which we don't know what that what, would be. What is that? Yeah. Maybe it's just one of those like silly apps where you can make yourself into an elf or it's a cutesy thing. Um, the Holly Jolly Wardrobe app. So maybe you put in all of your Holly Jolly clothes and it helps you pick them out or it's a I shopping site. I will say site for I have like a staff Jolly. photo next week and I do need some help figuring out how do to coordinate. Do you need an entire app for I need all of an your app. Holly Jolly clothes? I need an app. I'm just going to take all my red things and all my green things yeah. and maybe all my gold and silver it's things. It's like that shot in Clueless where uh, she's, she's got the wardrobe thing of like oh this goes together but it's just for Christmas. Just for Christmas. <laughs> Super successful idea. Um, and then the last one is not necessarily because of the sentiment of the app. I like the sentiment of the but the name will need some work. It's called Don't Eat Alone on Christmas. <laughs> so I get that there Which, are... <laughs> by the way, was number one. <laughs> there are people out there that, you know, say like, I have an extra seat at my table. If there's anyone that, that would be alone on Christmas, I'm happy to have them come spend time with my family. But let's not call it Don't Eat Alone on Christmas. <laughs> okay, so here were all the app ideas. Don't Eat Alone on Christmas. Christmas Podcast Navigator. Christmas Tree Donation, Christmas Music Finder, Holiday Helper, Christmas Cupid, because we are going through a wide range of, like, I feel like what you need to develop these apps is very different. Do you have a niche, sir? Because these are all very different. Because then the next one is Santa P. <laughs> Santa P. <laughs> Santa's Recipe Cookbook and More, Christmas Travel 101, the Holly Jolly Christmas Wardrobe app, the Perfect Present Wrapper. Christmas coupons galore, Ru Rudolph's rockin' music stations, and then the Happy Christmas Elf. So we have a, like, dating app. We have a wardrobe. We have, like, a donations for Christmas trees app. <laughs> we have music app and podcasts. Like, 
what field are you in, sir? Because the kind of development, maybe I don't know, like, the podcast development world, but I don't think you could just have an idea willy-nilly and be like, let's develop that. Well, and they're certainly niche apps, and I don't think they're going to be the kinds of things that make you big money. This definitely reads like the list that the interns made. This it, they're the the prop interns are like, oh, we have to have the apps on here. So just throw a bunch of Christmas words together and try to make a believable list. They showed it for one second, not expecting that the savvy viewer would would pause, pause it and take a picture and dissect them <laughs> like we did. Um, so yeah, his app, and then does do we ever find out if his app is successful or that he gets it? approved or is that I think kind he does of not get it go anywhere? It doesn't really go anywhere, but he does have his big inspiration um, later in the, the movie. But one of the things that I found interesting is like what he's trying to develop app-wise is something that gives back to people because he's trying to figure out how to repay like gratitude and generosity. And I don't know how some of the apps on this list align with that because if that's his value, like how does Rudolph's rockin' Christmas music give back to those who have given generously? Like, I just didn't get it. Right. Because um, eventually he does get inspired. Um, so there's this big Christmas pageant that the story kind of focuses around for Troy and, like, all these activities that they're doing um, with David and Sophie. And one of them is a big toy drive. So they are collecting toys for a toy drive. And you hear our first, like, chimey chime of Christmas magic, of inspiration. She was like, oh, I'm going to go pick up. (laughs) Uh, We probably should get real chimes instead of doing it ourselves every time. Can we have them in our our home and just, like, play them? That would be amazing. Okay. That's just a side note for us, but you get to be part of it now, listeners. Anytime we feel magic. <laughs> just, just not even when we're podcasting. I made macaroni and cheese for dinner. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favorite. Oh my gosh. Our lives, I think, would be filled with so much joy if we did this. We bring it all the time. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> so um, they're doing a toy drive. So they go to the store to pick up toys and or, and they tell David that they're taking Troy that way because Sophie's acting as the nanny. And when she calls Troy, you hear those little Christmas chimes and Troy goes, did you say toy drive? <laughs> so for a while I was thinking he was going to do like a photo app, but then I was like, oh, he's going to do like a toy drive charity app. Mm-hmm. And... It's not what it ended up being either. It was Christmas giving. It was the Christmas giving. So it was like, it wasn't limited to toys. It was just being able to give anything. Any giving that you want to do. So it could be trees. You could donate a live. (laughs) Hopefully before Christmas. I don't know why I thought it was after Christmas. I really like that image though. (laughs) I'm done with my tree now. Who wants it? Um, Uh, He also goes on a date. Like they go to the Christmas tree farm. So she... Sophie is in a relationship with Brent. They break up when he shows up and and he isn't as willing to be flexible on his time. He has to work over Christmas. She realizes she may not necessarily want that kind of life and that he's not being flexible, um, that, that there is this man that's maybe showing her a different way. So we, we get her out of her relationship. But right around that same time, our love interest, Uncle David, is at the Christmas tree farm, and Jane shows up, who is his ex-girlfriend. and From three years from ago, three when years his ago, whole life his, changed. Yeah, he wasn't able to really give her 
the full, well, he thought that she wasn't going to be able to commit to, to be him stable, with right. his kid, that she wasn't all about that life. Um, it turns out, so we think that this is going to be a conflict, but I'm also learning that the Hallmark movies don't ever really give us real conflicts. The things just kind of naturally work themselves out pretty That's well. Right. That's part of what you expect when you watch these movies. So this, like you yeah. don't want to be stressed. Right. There's at no any stress point. at all. Jane, you know, there's a little bit of stress because like, Oh, he might get with the scroll. He's going to go on a date with her, but he's clearly in love with Sophie already. Um, but Jane is like, no, I was ready to commit. You were just looking for an excuse to push me away. Look, I'm engaged. See? Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, this why is did lovely. We need that whole plot line in there. What was the point of I that? It felt like a, like, again, it was a false filling conflict. It, probably filling time. But I think it was also to have our lead female mm-hmm. go, oh, no, he might get taken. Might and it helps, know. like, like makes him semi-unavailable. Because the men can't be overly available or they're desperate. And when Jane showed up, she was like, or he said to her, why are you here? And she's like, I'm buying a Christmas tree, which was a strange answer because he knows her from Seattle. They dated in Seattle yeah. and she's showing up in a different town. Yeah. I feel like the appropriate answer. She was like, duh, I'm buying a tree. And he's like, oh, okay. Not, no, why are you in Bainbridge Island? I, what, you were living in Seattle. Well, the reason is that she's, what, getting engaged and she's, I think, wanting to settle down in a more family-friendly community Mm -hmm. so um again with people just uh underdeveloped dialogue there too i think we're gonna have to focus on different things because we will find that in every single one of these drives me crazy that's i think what drives me crazy about these movies too um so is there anything else we want to talk about in i i do want to go back to the opening one more time because there was something that made me very frustrated again poor writing so at the beginning when they're in San Francisco and she realizes like she can't book a gig and she desperately asks her agent to be booked over Christmas. She's like, I would love to travel to any place in the world because like Christmas, like I don't normally do Christmas anything. And she was like, I used to. And then when she's like, no, you just have this one coming up after the the New Year. She was like, okay. And then she goes to dinner with her boyfriend and He's like, well, I've got a gig. And she's like, well, why won't you stay here with me? It was like, um, you were just begging your agent to not be here for Christmas with your boyfriend either. So why are you giving him a hard time? It made no <laughs> she sense. She changed her mind. She's learned that there's another way. But she hadn't yet because she, she hadn't even gone to Bainbridge all. yet. <laughs> she can have it all. It's in the back of her mind. Okay. That's the part of her that I just felt like go. <laughs> it, it felt like such a weird standard to hold him to mm-hmm. um so the, the very end of this movie just to kind of recap what happens there um she's running to the airport she sees this angel on the top of the tree that looks like the angel that david had pulled out or grandma someone had said it's not really it, christmas till the angels at the top of the tree it was the it was troy's parents who would put it on the tree and david hadn't unpacked it yet because it was still so sad but he knew like this was going to be the best tree topper right and then she saw the exact same angel and it at the made airport. her realize that she really wanted to be back there so she turns around she runs back she sees the pageant it's delightful she finds david everything is good do they kiss then i think they kiss then or they admit they, that they do love not each other. kiss then <sighs> They don't get their kiss until the end because they keep getting interrupted like every time. Yeah, like they got interrupted because they were they were forehead to forehead, like clearly canoodling, dancing in front of the Christmas tree after Troy went to bed. 
Um, and then a notification like, goes off on her phone and she runs away. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, I guess we can't kiss now because my phone beeped. <laughs> like, oh no, I guess I will never know if you have feelings for me. Speaking of phone beeping, because there's like a few things where I was like, who made these decisions? So there was a candidate from like the nanny agency that showed up <laughs> and she, she has was, a smartphone I forgot about and her. she's at the doorway and we the hallmark has to show us that this is like an unresponsible right. like person worst, so she's got her phone name. and she is typing into it but it's not making just like the little like uh normal <laughs> like noises clicky, that a clicky, phone clacky it was like beep 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 <laughs> beep 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 and i was like no smartphone <laughs> made Anywhere in this time. This is a 2019 And she lineup. was an hour late to her nanny interview. That was also supposed to be a comedic element that she was just so bad. Yeah. Um, that she was just standing there at the door on her phone an hour late. You know, that was a little silly. But yeah, I was just like, who in their right mind would have said that? Like, we know how smartphones work, Hallmark. We know that they don't normally make noise. And sometimes <laughs> it's just like a little vibration. So why are you giving us this really fake beeping sound <laughs> to show that she's disrespectful and right. paying attention to her device. It just, it just annoyed me. All right. Well, are we ready to go into our final thoughts? I need one more. One more? One more, like, moment that made me upset in this okay. movie. So <laughs> there, there weren't many for me. This is actually no, no, no. quite a lovely movie in terms of there wasn't a lot of snark to give. No, but this because there's such limited snark, I've got I've got to say this one snarky bit, which is they're collect they're going to the store's toy store to buy toys for the toy drive. And we're learning about Sophie's love of photography and when it started. So her grandmother gave her her first camera when she was 11. Mm -hmm. And they're at this toy drive and there's a camera hanging up. It's like a digital camera. And she turns to David and says, I had this camera as a child. It was my favorite one. So this camera would know, like, there is no way that they yeah, sell the same camera from, camera? like, 20 years ago. She's got to be in her, like, late 20s. Yeah. yeah. So I was photography just Photography like, has changed a lot <laughs> since your childhood, I was like, there's no way. Like, it just it just was a throwaway line. But I was like, um, no. <laughs> this is not how digital cameras work. It's like saying, like, oh, this iPhone. This is the one I had as a kid. We all know we have the latest iPhone. I barely had that iPhone three years ago like last christmas no okay now i've given my last bit of snark so i'm ready to move on to our next segment all right so we like to end by with three segments so we'll start with santa magic or just any christmas magic uh like literal chimes magic was there any of that in this movie so we did have a santa sighting there was a santa at the tree lot um, though they didn't have like a paid photographer, I guess you just took your own photos, <laughs> which I've never seen, but okay. He was a good, realistic looking Santa and Troy goes to sit on his lap and he whispers something in Santa's ear. Those are the Santa chimes. He asks for a family. And he got a family. He got a family, y'all. His wish came true, even though it was just a mall Santa, Christmas tree lot Santa. Christmas tree lot Santa, not a mall Santa. (laughs) Kind of 
Christmas tree. Yeah, they're probably, he probably works the same circuits as the mall. But yeah, so Troy whispers this into Santa's ear. He goes back over and hugs his uncle David, who goes, oh, and then he hugs Sophie. And she's like, oh, thank you. And then he looks at Santa and he's like, this is the girl I'm talking about. like, will you be my new mommy? (laughs) (laughs) My other mommy died. (laughs) Um. And then we had the inspiration for the app, which was more Christmas magic than Santa magic. Like when the toy drive, because he's been trying to figure out this oh, new yeah, idea. Oh, the time noise there, too. And then once he finally has that final inspiration, it was like he's sitting in front of a bag of toys that say toy drive. And it is that, I don't know if there, I don't think there were chimes, but he's like, oh, I've got it. I know what it is. The inspiration has come to me. All right, our second to last segment is Will This Love Last? So we think they'll stay together. This goes to one of my favorite quotes in any Hallmark movie is when the characters have to say, we can make this work. Yes, we can. (laughs) Which is what they said to it. Yes, we can. So they kiss and then they're like, we can make this work. (laughs) I was like... No. So here's what I think is going to happen to this relationship. I think she really digs this guy. He's also, even though he is the small town guy, it's actually a little different from some of the other movies Mm -hmm. in this category that he is also a businessman. He was from Seattle. He had to move to Bainbridge Island when he got his nephew because he wanted to be in a more family-friendly environment. She's coming to that realization, too, that this might be a better place for a family. They live in still a very nice home. They're not far from the city. This would be a great solution for her, right? She's a photographer. She can work from anywhere. He makes enough money that if she's not taking as many gigs once they get married or whatever, it'll be fine. But I think they stay married for a while but she is just away too much. That's what I think is going to happen. Like, I think that they have the chemistry, but I think they're going to fall into their old habits, which is the jobs are going to mean more to them because, like, she's not... I don't think she's ready to be a mom. I think she's ready to date someone. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's going to be weird. I think she's going to stay in the, the relationship for longer because she doesn't want to leave Troy. Mm-hmm. And I think Troy's going to lose another parent again. And that's ultimately so sad. Now, if she has her own kids... Then that might that would change it. Bring her home more often, but yeah. And as clearly, it stands right now, they can afford to like homeschool Troy mm-hmm. or do like private tutoring for him because <laughs> they originally had the ski trip planned and they had invited Sophie along, and then she gets the big ski wear gig, which is in the Alps, and they invite themselves to go to the Alps with her. Mm-hmm. So I think it could also be that he could app develop anywhere, and then they, they just jet set anywhere. with her. Okay. I give it I give it a solid 10 years. Okay. A solid 10 years. And then a divorce with a, a shared baby and he Him. gets the custody of the nephew cuz it's his nephew. Yeah, I yes, I'm going to revise. I think that they are going to be together for a while. It's when their careers start slowing down and they actually have to spend real time with each other and can't go and do mm-hmm. fun stuff anymore. That's when their relationship falls apart. Okay. Um, our final segment then is the the date that we would watch this movie. This is our way of rating the movie. The closer to Christmas or the better a date for Christmas movie watching, the better the movie. Uh, when would you watch this particular movie? I think that um, this was a really good uh, Christmas movie. It's exactly what I expect from Hallmark. It you know, there wasn't anything that made me actually angry. I enjoyed the little snarky pieces that we could find, but ultimately it was a solid story with really 
good acting for a Hallmark movie. Again, compared to Kelly Pickler, everything seems phenomenal. <laughs> um, and so for me, this would be one that I wouldn't mind having on really any time leading up to Christmas. It definitely doesn't occupy like Thanksgiving Day mm-hmm. or Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. But this would be one that could be like late November, early December for me. Same for me. I would watch it on December 7th at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> And I say that because I just pulled up my calendar. <laughs> December 7th is a Saturday. I feel like it's a good Saturday Ooh. afternoon, but still yeah. a, a little ways before Christmas. Yeah. Early in the season, getting in the spirit, kind of on in the background while you're folding your laundry, but you're still watching it because it's Saturday. You're chilling. You're watching this movie, trying to get in the spirit for the season. So that's when I would watch it. You know it. what? I do agree. <laughs> I think this is a good Saturday afternoon movie. So that would be my pick. all right well that was our wrap-up review of this movie picture a perfect christmas it should just Um, be called picture perfect yeah simplify that title um overall a good good movie movie, good november introduction to the christmas season for us uh do you have any final thoughts before we say goodbye and go (laughs) think about watching our next movie because we have so many I just want to leave you with one of the opening thoughts that Sophie had, which is everyone needs a spontaneous pop quiz in their lives at some point. A spontaneous pop quiz? (laughs) So with that, listeners, we've been... There will be a quiz. (laughs) It's being emailed to you as you listen. (laughs) All right. Well, I've been Tara. And I've been Austin. Merry Christmas. And happy holidays. (laughs) 